Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. So bizarre. I was preparing for my Relevant Radio segment today, which really talked about the science and the biology of how the mind and the body work. How when we think things, our brain's neurons connect. When we experience things, when we learn things, our brains are changing literally who we are. And if we have bad thoughts and we are constantly worried or they're vicious thoughts, our minds change accordingly and our bodies upregulate those yucky genes and downregulate the healthy genes. And we need to flip that around. It is a scientific biological reaction. Our thoughts can have a big impact on how our minds and bodies work. And half the time, we're not even paying attention, which means that our body becomes the mind and the (laughs) the body rules the mind. So I was going through a couple of notebooks. So bizarre how I write what I put down in paper and what I take notes on and what I'm trying to learn. I'm not organized in my thoughts. This is why when I come and I speak, I have an idea of what I'm going to cover. Let's say I'm coming to a conference and I've got two talks, for example. Typically, one is my witness and my story of my reversion. And then it gets into the topic or the theme of what the conference is. It could be the Eucharist, could be Mary, could be speaking truth, could be about prayer. I mean, typically the second talk is more about, okay, let's dive into this topic and then let's take away some real things in real life that we can apply and make these changes with God. So I just had to go back and look at some of my biological and, I don't know, scientific stuff that I wrote down. And then I just started flipping through the notebook And I was like, wow, what a bizarre journey. I remember when I first started prayer, I was really good at journaling. Every day, I would just say, boom, here it is. And (laughs) I I don't know. I don't do that anymore. I'm, I'm more like, boom, here it is in my heart, in my mind. But it is cool to go back and look and learn. I mean, I have notes 
from Father Ripperger. I have notes from the Divine Will. I have notes from Ignatian Spirituality. It's just amazing. Plus, I honestly had notes of how in the Christian world do you make money? (laughs) That was one of the things in the beginning of my journey where God honestly helped me to detach from money. I mean, my husband says, look, it's hilarious to see how many hours you spend on your ministry. And if you broke it down, you would make pennies on the hour. And he knows it's not about the money. It's about souls. And if God wants to bless me with some great things here and there, that's wonderful. But I will tell you this, he's not. (laughs) It's not that he's starving me, but he's teaching me that this isn't about money. And I needed to detach from it way back when. Because I was looking at my ministry as a business. And that was also when I wasn't quite sure about how to pray and how to fight the spiritual war. I was crying all the time. I was thinking, why did I do this? My husband just wants me to go back and be an executive in corporate America, go make that money. I was in misery every single Monday. I had that pit in my stomach. How can I have that pit in my stomach working with God? But at that time, I was working for God. There's a huge difference. So today on this Monday, whatever is shaking you up, whatever you're battling, maybe you woke up and you just, oh, I just hate life today. I'm not feeling good. I didn't sleep well. I just want to complain because I'm in a situation that I don't want to be in and everybody else needs to know about it. (laughs) You know, we all have those days, but Yesterday, I had this beautiful homily from this priest. I think I've shared that I've gone to another parish. It's a teeny tiny little church. And it's two minutes from my house. And this man, this priest, had a beautiful homily. And it was all about how if we would look at Jesus on the cross when we're ready to complain and whine about whatever is going on in our life. If we could be reminded of all that he did without complaining. Yes, he did say, Father, take this cup if it be your will. But if not, okay, your will be done. So in your life right now, whatever is going on, that isn't exactly what you want to have happen. Illness, financial problems, you're just in a funk. This whole mind, soul, mind, and body thing is like blowing up in your face. You went off the rails over the weekend. You fell back into mortal sin. Stop and look at Jesus on the cross. All bloody, beaten to a pulp suffocating with every breath, 
and hung there for three hours. Think about it. I can't even get a paper clip, paper clip, <laughs> paper cut. I mean, I get a paper cut on my finger and I'm whining about it all day long. Ooh, ah, I got a little salt in it. Ow, that hurt. I'm the biggest, biggest baby when it comes to pain. I do honestly believe that's why God doesn't hurt me that often <laughs> or not hurt me, but allow me to get hurt that often or allow me to get sick because I am a bit of a baby and a whiner and a complainer and nobody wants that. Jesus didn't whine and complain as he was being oh, beaten to death. On the contrary, he was grabbing that cross, kissing it and loving it, saying, let's do this. This was for us. So today, give it to Jesus. Look at him on that cross. And I bet anything that's going on in your life will be put into the real perspective the real truth that you will look at it through God's eyes, not through your own. Oh, woe is me. Oh, bring me pity. Come on, people. I need to complain about all this stuff. Instead, God, your will be done. You have allowed this to happen in my life. I accept it. I embrace it just like the cross, like Jesus. And I will trust that on the other end of this, there is going to be sanctification of me or someone witnessing me in this situation. Because they're all watching you, whether you know it or not. And if you're in a funk or if you feel off, or not loving or filled with zeal or your spirit isn't on high, then let's do something about it. Let's sit back. Let's offer God our feelings and the emotions and the lies. Let's renounce them. Let's fight praying deliverance prayers. How many of us go along the day, we find something that makes us upset, and then somehow we dwell in it. We bathe in it. We marinate in it and we love it. We love it because we're addicted to those emotions. So what do we do? We've got to reconnect those neurons so that when we have a trigger or something that gets us upset or angry or instills fear in us and worry and anxiety or that temptation immediately because we feel that way, we don't pay attention and we immediately go toward the thing that is our crutch. Food, alcohol, drugs, pornography, social media, something. When we should be going to God. We should be fighting those spirits. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the spirit of anger, of judgment of others, of resentment, of insecurity of fatigue, of tiredness, of worry. And I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross. 
then Lord, fill me with your spirit of love, of kindness, of generosity, of patience. Remember the three P's. It's a process and we just don't know God's process. We can't logically go through and say, okay, this is going to happen next. This is going to happen next. That is going to happen next. That ain't how life works, people, especially the spiritual walk, especially when we're battling sin. The second thing is we got to be patient because again, we don't know the process. God's timing is perfect. So just tap into patience. Give it to God. He knows what he's doing. We have to remember that. And don't forget to picture Jesus on the cross. Did he know that he was going to be up there for three hours? I wonder if every minute of that pain that he had to breathe in his blood and water-filled lungs, right? He was suffocating every breath. Did he know it was going to be three long hours? And then we have to be persistent in prayer. So don't stop praying for his grace. Don't stop praying for others in your life. Kick up your sacrifices. Align them to him on the cross. Allow God in. Be vulnerable and humble every single day. Allow him to renew your mind. So then you look at your life with gratitude and you're praising and glorifying God instead of whining and moaning and complaining about what's going on. And that, my dear friends, is the walk in living in the Spirit of God. So this Monday, let's be finding a picture. By the way, go to my Soul, Mind, and Body group in YouTube. You can take a snapshot of the picture that I am going to put on my phone. Right now, I have a beautiful picture of Jesus, a smiling face, and I say, hello, Jesus, but I think I need a new one. I think I need a new wallpaper of the bloody, beaten, almost dead Jesus, because I want to remember that. I want to remember all that he did for the love of me, all the pain, all of the physical pain, the emotional pain, the spiritual pain, knowing how many people weren't going to go to heaven. He was taking on all of our sins from the past, the present, and the future. And I don't want to cause any more pain to Jesus. And it's a good reminder that, hey, guess what? Us Christians, at least most of us who are listening to this podcast are in America or Australia or Ireland or Canada, and it's not persecution of Christians. We're not hanging on the cross. We're not martyred out there. And on top of that, is our life really that bad? Our job is to <laughs> exhibit love for others and trust in God. And that means stopping your complaining and your whining and your wishing and praying that everything was different. 
We can still pray those power, powerful prayers of petition, but it's very important for us to end with this. Only if it's your will, God, just like Jesus. He wanted that cup to be taken away. He did not want to go through all that. But he knew that if it was God's will, he's going to because of his love for God. And look at the most horrific event in human history. Turns out three days later to be the most miraculous and awesome event ever. And this is the reminder that we all need every day as we look at the trials and tribulations in our life and offer them to Jesus. So let's quickly pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Holy Spirit, come into our hearts. Help us to breathe in your peace with every breath to know that You are allowing us to breathe today, that you've given us one more day to love you, to know you, and to serve you, and also to love ourselves and love others. We ask for you to put in our heart the true sacrifice that you were put on this earth to fulfill your death and your resurrection. Help us to remember that there is no resurrection without the crucifixion, that we are going to have trials, but we can come out on that other side through those long three days if we put it all of our trust in you. Mary, please take our left hand. Holy Spirit, take our right. Guardian angel, guide us and lead us today so that we can glorify you in our life so that we can do better and others can see us do better. And then they can do better. And love begets love and courage begets courage and Jesus begets Jesus. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, go to my YouTube channel, take a screenshot of the Jesus that I am going to replace on my own phone and make that be a reminder to all of you who are going to be complaining and whining and moaning and groaning about the things in your life that are not going well and give it to Jesus, align it to him on the cross and stop, pause, pray, don't be that person. Because you know what? Nobody wants to hang out with a person that complains all the time. Nobody really wants to hang out with a person who's just doom and gloom and always looks at the negative things in life, complains about all of the bad things that are going on, and yet downright almost refuses to look at all of the blessings right in front of your face. Fight the spiritual battle with deliverance prayers. When in doubt, cast it out, everyone. Okay. I love you all. Got to move on to the day. And by the way, if you do journal, go pull that thing out. I was laughing at some of the stuff I wrote. And then I was like, wow. Wow. Look at where I've come from in certain areas. And look at where I'm still 
battling in other areas. It's crazy. It really is. It's amazing and it's fun. So do it. Again, if you're journaling, go back a couple of years or a couple of months or wherever, you know, just put your finger and open up the book (laughs) and check it out. It is quite enlightening because God may be speaking to you now as he did back then. Or you're going to see, holy cow, look at how far I've come. And if you haven't started journaling, start. Just get an open book. I mean, my the thing that was funny with me is I would always go back to the same book, but I would just start on different pages. I didn't have tabs or anything. I just was like, well, I didn't finish this piece, so I'll go four, five, six pages ahead, and then I'll dump some stuff in there. And then I would be at a point where I was just trying to find pages in my notebook. So it doesn't read from the beginning to the end. It's just a mishmash of stuff, which is typical of me. If you know how my brain works, that's how it works. I'm not a very organized note taker. I don't have like Roman numerals and blah, 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 where you can like basically open it up and it's almost like a table of contents to something that I've learned. I'm just not that organized with my thoughts. So it is kind of funny. Anyway. All right. Monday motivation. The video is going to be going up soon. So again, get over there to my YouTube channel, subscribe. If you subscribe, you can join the membership group, $4.99 a month. I'm going to start tomorrow a sardine fast. (laughs) I don't know if you know what that is, but I've got a video on that. It's basically eating sardines for three days. It starts with my first sardine and it ends with my last sardine. So it's not a water fast. You're, you're eating something, but you're eating only sardines and the oil that they are in. I need a metabolism kind of shocker right now. I've committed this year that I will do a fast, some sort of a fast every quarter. So in January, I did my five days and nine hours, water only. I think in April, I did a three-day fast, water only. Now, August 1st, I am going to do the three-day sardine fast because I want the nutrition. So sardines are so good for you. I'm pretty sure they taste yucky. I don't know. I've never just popped a sardine in my mouth. This will be an interesting thing for me. I'm going to record the whole thing. So if you want to see it over on YouTube, go for it. But there's something about the protein and the oils and the minerals in these little fish that just are powerhouses to the body. And over this weekend, I need to shock my metabolism in a big way. And I'm anxious to see how these sardines react with my body. So if you are having sugar cravings, if you are not able to control what's going in your mouth or you're finding yourself a little out of control or you've had a setback, you've put on a few pounds, now's the time. Join me on this three-day sardine fast. Get yourself to the grocery store. (laughs) Easy to find them. Just look on the back. One's packed in oil. The best is olive oil. You may not 
I don't know, you may not be able to find one with olive oil. You might have to go with like one that's in canola oil or something like that, which I'm not a fan of. I do not like seed oils. They are so bad for us. So try to find the one with olive oil and join me. And then whenever you're hungry or wherever you're like, oh gosh, I've got to eat something, then crack open a can, eat the whole can and get on with it. And you'll also notice how your hunger will subside too. So in those three days, your carbs will get kicked out. You will not have cravings because it takes 48 to 72 hours for those to kick out of us. And that's the time that you'd be going on this sardine fast. So something to consider. Head over to YouTube, Kendra Von Esch. That's all you got to type in. All right, everyone. I love you all. Find something more with God today, (laughs) all day, throughout the day. And speaking of day, have a blessed and inspired one.